you know, we're going to pop in with y'all. You know, y'all obviously know today's topic is why we're afraid of the box in our relationship. And I mean, obviously, we don't want to give away no hints, but when you hear the box in regards to relationships, what do y'all think of? All right, I think of uh, stereotypical gender roles. Okay. As well as, um, yeah, I guess stereotypical, not only stereotypical gender roles, but stereotypical uh, relationship scenarios. You know what I'm saying? You automatically assume that that means that you get into a new relationship, you cut your friends off, um, you guys don't have a mind for your own, you, 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 you're thinking like each other and talking like each other and acting like each other. So yeah, just think about stereotypes that 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 surround the relationship when you talk about the word putting putting it in the box. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you somewhat, kind of low. You sound like you whispering. Yeah, you have to talk. Speak. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you better. All right, so I I would agree with Jurassic, but also routine. Like it makes me think of the routine or the monotony that starts to occur when you've been with somebody for a long time. Mm -hmm. Could you talk up a little bit more? Yeah, I'll try. Anybody else? I think it's fear of rejection in the relationship, fear of not allowing yourself to be heard in the relationship. Fear of failing in the relationship. Okay. Um, also, our overwhelming fear of not being satisfied in the relationship. And it puts you in the box. So you, you put yourself into that box and that's why you're afraid. All right. Anybody? Barry, Christine? Yeah, I think of more, um, I like had this conversations and I'm like, don't put me in a box. And mm-hmm. then I draw on a piece of paper, a box, and I'm like, I'm the whole page. <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't try to put me into like, um, I've had, I, you know, I've had past relationship, whatever. I just had one end. And um, it was just like, I, I just felt like there was no individual expression. Like, okay, this worked last time. And so I'm going to try and say the thing that I said last time, make it work this time. And I kept saying like, you have to treat each each situation independently. Like just because it worked last time doesn't mean it's gonna work all the time. And the same with you, like we have to be present. We have to be in the relationship. We have to be in that moment, in that specific conversation and ask what the person needs at that time and not try to use old or things that have worked before. Like I'm not a, uh, like as a human being, you're not going to figure me out. Like, you're going to have to always ask questions. So. Okay. Perfect. What about you, Barry? Got several things running around in my head. I, I tend to think that I, I kind of agree with everybody, and, and but I really kind of think that it's, it's really the, um, <clears throat> it's putting your relationship in a, in a space where you're trying to define it like everybody else does instead of having your unique, the unique identity for your own relationship and letting that be the expression of your relationship. So, um, you know, like Jurassic said, you know, maybe 
in 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 some, most relationships, hey, the, you know, the guy's the breadwinner and the girl's this and that, and so these different gender roles, or um, like like she said, where you know, hey, you know, you can't define, you can't use old methods to try to you know maintain the relationship. You've got to think and be present in your relationship. So I think the box is kind of a, a bigger expression of of trying to fit your relationship in a one size fit all, and that doesn't seem to work. Your relationship's got to be defined by two individuals that have two that have different expressions, different thoughts, different way of viewing things, and how they how they bring their life experience to it. All right, yeah, that's that's smooth. I guess nobody you know on Facebook really wanted to try. Oh, yeah. People on this side on Zoom, y'all could write what y'all thought, but <clears throat> it's it's good that it's good that everybody had a unique answer because. This is one thing we hear all the time, like, don't put me in a box. And everybody truly believes that they understand what that means when the other person, when other, when they're telling the other person, don't put me in a box, they really understand what they're relaying. They don't understand that they're not relaying anything because we all have a different idea what that box is, right? That's the first thing, just from listening to all y'all different, all the different definitions, all the different views on, on the box. But when we're talking about why are you afraid of being put in a box or why are you afraid of the box, we're actually talking the opposite about what Christine is saying. What makes a relationship flourish is the fact that we're unafraid to be in a box. If a person understands what your house looks like, where your, where your address is, <laughs> where, where, like you need to be put in a box in some, to some level. People need to understand who you are. And people... Typically, when we hear people saying that, they're typically saying it because they're trying to cop out or pass the responsibility. And when it comes to being accountable, you have to be put in a box because we have to deal with track record. We have to deal with who you are. So if you're avoiding, you don't know me, but you're with somebody 10 years, how don't they know you? Whose fault is that? That's, oh, yeah, biggest, that's one of the biggest relationship issues. The fact that you're spending most of your time trying to avoid the box versus most of your time trying to find out what the box entails. You get what I'm saying? But go ahead, Jerry. No, I was going to say, I think because people, whether they are aware of it or not, they are looking for ways to be able to have a cop out if they, if they, if they need it. So to not be put in a box, to not, you know, you don't want people to know your every move. You don't, you don't want people to know you all the way through because that, takes a level of vulnerability you kind of keep things to yourself you kind of keep things fresh you kind of you know you're not as transparent because you want the flexibility to move how you want to move when you want to move and I think that people don't always they're not always honest with that and so they they use these cliche um, phrases like don't put me in the box but really is because they're not really settled into who they want to be and they want that 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 little they, they want that door cracked in case they decide that they want to make a move, not even on the relationship, just in general. Like I am this today and I want to be this tomorrow, whatever it is, they want that flexibility without getting the backlash of being held accountable for it. Definitely the, the foundation of our work. And you know, I'm gonna let y'all discuss it and maybe comment afterwards, but the, found, the fundamental belief of our work is defining your terms, finding definitions that suit you and your partner, where y'all truly, or your, your friends, that y'all truly have a full understanding through communication with each other is talking about. And that takes 
if somebody says, pass me the salt, like we talked about in, in one of our past Let's Talk relationships, and you pass me, or we talk with Drastic on, on our podcast, and you pass the pepper, you, you, I ask for the salt. The salt is put in a box. The salt is defined. The salt has you confident on what you're passing. Everybody wants to have confidence within their relationships. So why are we afraid of the box instead of saying, identifying what's in the box? Because we're creating a box. When you go out and say, I'm gonna got, we're gonna get a house together, you're getting a house, it's a box. Something you come home to, you're not homeless. Homeless people have the whole world. They can pick up and go anytime they want. When you have responsibilities, you're not homeless. When you have a family and friends, we gotta stop being homeless. You get what I'm saying? Where we're like, oh, I want to hang out with this friend when I want to, like you have, when you sign on for relationships, there are responsibilities and there's other people involved. So you can't just move the way you want to move anytime you want to move. And usually when people are afraid of quote unquote, the box, it's because they don't want to be tied down. But being tied down is the, the definition of commitment. Like it's the understanding. So you well, need I think to- it's, it's- it's one of the best of both worlds, but Jude, Jude, Jude Lean, I hope that I didn't put you your name. She said on Facebook, I couldn't disagree more with the concept of being being a box as a positive thing. I love that you commented. I Could you elaborate on that comment a little bit more so that we can get an idea of exactly what you, just a breakdown of what you're trying to say. But I think that, yeah, people are, people are not really, oh, Judy. Yeah, just oh, say, that's better. No, Thank you. Say, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that people are not, they're unafraid to admit that. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to, because they want the best of both worlds. They're going to a relationship thinking, I want to be committed, but I also want to do my own thing. So it doesn't really always work that way. I mean, if you if you are with another person that believes in the same thing, then it is going to work. But if you if you were a person that believes that I come in and I'm all in, then... It doesn't really work with a person that is one foot in, one foot out, or seemingly one foot in, one foot out because they don't want to be labeled. I think the I think the thing that the thing that a lot of people feel like is that the freedom to be able to I think people have experienced where they have been in relationships where they've been stifled and they're because a lot of people will say I don't want to lose my individuality. And I've heard people say that a lot in relationships where I don't want to lose myself in a relationship and, or, or, you know, things I like or the things I like to do. And I, I think that that's the deeper concern with a lot of people when it comes to the boxes that, Hey, if I get in this relationship or feel like I'm being stuffed into this particular defined role or place or way I've got to act, then I'm going to lose my sense of identity and that I'm no longer myself. And so a lot of people, um, will feel like that, you know what, hey, you know what, I don't want to get into a relationship because simply put, I don't want to lose the, the, the quote unquote individual, individuality that I host so dear, but I still want the benefits or ideal of the relationship, the security and the safety and the things that come along with the relationship, but I don't lose that, I don't want to lose that identity that I value so much in the relationship of myself. And I also I wanna... oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, just um, as as we get into this, as as we got the ball rolling with this discussion, um, I'm seeing the box from a different perspective now, and I believe that um, overall, what we're talking about is consistency. You know, what I'm saying like when you when you place in, a, in, in 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 context of talking about accountability. You know, what I'm saying I believe that in a in a um, when you got proper balance and you got proper maturity, 
there should be a box, but you also should have the freedom to move from the box. And what I mean by that is with the proper maturity, you're going to have discipline and consistency, but you're not going to have, but it's not going to be robotic, rigid, and unyielding. You know what I'm saying? But in contrast to that, you also will be able to be spontaneous, mm-hmm. but it's not unaccountably erratic. You know what I'm saying? So you got that consistency of you are, you, you know when a person's going to show up. You know what's uh, typical that comes with their personality, with their traits, with how they behave. So you got some consistency with that. You got discipline of, you know, they honor their word. When they say they're going to do something, they do it. When they say they're going to be somewhere, they, they're there. You know what I'm saying? But it's not robotic and, and rigid and unyielding in the sense that if something comes up at the last moment beyond your control, you're not able to flow with it. You know what I'm saying? Also, you're able to be spontaneous to get, like, say you're dealing with a spouse, you want to be, have the have the freedom to be spontaneous to get them a gift without them knowing that it's coming. You want to surprise them with a gift from time to time. But that's not an excuse to be erratic with your behavior. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I think that's the, that, I think that's the, that's, I think that's the spot on answer is that the box brings accountability and transparency and alignment because, I mean, I think it also allows you to um, be at your fullest and, and best potential because guess what? You know that even though you, you know, you want to have, you, you can express yourself individually because you're going to keep your word. You're going to do what you say you're going to do. You're going to be where you say you're going to be. If I'm going out to do this, I can count on you to be where you say you're going to be because guess what? We've established that, 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 that core function of, of, of our box to, or our framework better yet, to allow us to have the type of relationship that we want to have. So even, you know, a lot of people call it a box. I, I call it a framework. It's the thing oh, that yeah. supports everything that we're trying to do. It, it allows us to be at our best because guess what? The framework allows us to have an expression of love and maturity and, and, and individuality and teamwork and all the different things because guess what? We have established this framework. I know I can count on your word, your action, your, your you, you know, what you're going to do what you say you're going to do. I can count on those things because we built this framework of our relationship and we can be successful and do everything that we need to do and have the fullest expression of ourselves individualistic and as, as a couple that allows us to reach our, our highest and, and best potential. Yeah, I would agree with both drastic and Barry on that one with the, with the way that you defined the box, I would see that more as a boundary, right? Like, and I totally believe in that. I just, I, I guess where I was coming from is more like, you know, um, well, I wouldn't do that with you because I don't think you would like it, you know, like projecting this, well, I wouldn't bring you there or like drastic was saying limiting spontaneity, like Barry was saying limiting individuality, not necessarily on the accountable piece, but more on the like, um, don't not ask me because you think I fit in a certain box because maybe you don't think I like nature. You don't think I would like this environment. So you don't ask me. And now all of a sudden I'm not invited someplace so we're not having an experience because I'm in this kind of projected box. Like you put me in a box without asking me what the box was, what was in it, what I like, what I don't like. So I guess my interpretation of the box is different but with further explanation of what you guys mean by that. Yeah, I can, I can get that and I agree with those guys. So just to bounce off what Christine was saying. So when you, when you now say the person is, is, is putting you in a box or placing you in a box, what are you saying about the person? Aren't you in turn placing them in a box? Because you're saying something about the person when you're relaying that. The person I'm with? Yeah. When you're like, you didn't give me a chance, you didn't, 
You didn't give me a chance to explore. You didn't even ask me. You just assume you placed me in a box. So in return, what are you, what are you, what are you saying? Putting them person? in a box? With what are you saying? What are you saying about that person? You're passive aggressively saying something, but instead <laughs> of saying it, what are you saying? They're a dictator. They're, like there's certain <laughs> words you can be, you're saying things without saying them. You see? Hold on, allow me, allow me to interject with what you're saying right now. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead. So like what she said was, um, if a person is placing her in a box of mm -hmm. not inviting her to certain events or something like that, because they're projecting a box, you know what I'm saying? They're Definitely. assuming without asking, without exploring. Definitely. If she gives them that title, like that's to me, that's not placing them in a box. That's, that's coming to a conclusion based on facts. You know okay. what I'm saying? You've had a discussion at this point. Isn't you know that what, I mean? what the box is based on? That's what we're saying. You have Isn't to have that... a conversation. Yeah, isn't that the box that that's is it like maybe Christine never wanted to go to those places. Like she's not giving us context. Christine is just saying, listen, you didn't invite me, you didn't do X, Y, and Z. So we don't even have the other person's side of the story. So people don't just come up with these ideas about their partner out of nowhere, about their friends out of nowhere. Like Jerry knows I don't like going to the beach. So this one time Jerry didn't invite me to the beach. I decided to pick a fight with her. Yeah, that's a say, problem. Oh, you put me in a box. You didn't let me explore. This time I want to go because based on who went, I would have wanted to go X, Y, and Z. I put it on her. But in actuality, I'm not taking yeah. accountability that I don't like going to the beach. And yeah, she made an informed decision based on who I am. So in one instance, you control the whole relationship because a person can't make an informed decision based on who you are. And on the other end, when they ask you, you got the chance all the time to say, to reject them and say yes or no. So it becomes a control thing. Name a person that ever said, why you put me in a box that wasn't trying to control the relationship? Because people who can't, people who really are working towards even ground and being on the same page, they don't really use that term too often. I know I've never used it. I hear, but I also think. I, I think a lot of times also, but I think going back to what Jerry said is so like that is a lot of times people will push back on it and say, you're trying to put me in the box, but they're trying to shuck the accountability piece. I think, I think the, 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 the piece that I've heard, at least in, in, in seen is that they're not, you know, cause like I said, right. There's, there's two sides of this. Sometimes it's a battle. It's a matter of control. I, I'm, a, I'm afraid. So I want to try to control and define this relationship in the terms that I want to define it. It makes me feel comfortable. But a lot of times the other side of this one is that, Hey, you know what? Um, you, you know, you're, you're not wanting to be accountable in this whole situation. So guess what? You, you use that as kind of a jab to keep me back from saying, you know, I don't want, I, I kind of want to retain my level of own, you know, own individuality. And I don't want to be accountable to you in the, in the, in the, in the fullest sense that you have to be accountable within the relationship. So we have to go back to say, you know what, Hey, our framework is accountability. And so there is no such thing as, like you said, you know, no, I'm not going to stifle your individuality and we're not, we're going to talk about these things in every time that needs to be called, you know, talked about, but the same token, we're not going to just throw off the ideal of saying, you know what, we are accountable to each other in this relationship. And we need to make sure that we have the appropriate framework that allows us to understand and know each other and, and have, you know, and come to mutual agreements and understand about how we're going to go, how we're going to relate to each other and how we're going to grow in this relationship. But the thing is, sometimes it's not as present or cut and dry, right? Like you can be dealing with somebody, whether it's romantic or friendship, and they just don't commit to, to anything. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, I don't know, I'll see, or uh, maybe, or let me check my calendar, or, you know, like, they always make, like, they're never for sure saying that they are going to show up. They, they, they leave in that door open just in case they don't show up. So they, they say, they use words like, I don't know, maybe, and, 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 and they, they don't really want to commit. So it's not as, it's not, it doesn't look as black and white as you just described. It's not, it's not as easy to say like, you don't want to show up today or, or, or you know, people, I mean, depending I, I mean, on who you are, you could detect it. Hold on. You can detect okay. it faster, but a lot of times you don't, you, you notice like after five event, events pass by that the person that you've been inviting really never said yes once. You know what I mean? Like it, it happens over time. So I do think that people use, they stay away from using words that so that they won't commit to certain situations and you don't realize it until it's later into the relationship. Definitely. Yeah, I can agree with that one for sure. Of the, uh, I call that kind of uh, the fine print, like people that come with fine print. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, I think because when we when we when we meet people and we're trying to, to, to connect with people, we're so caught up in the connection of it that we don't read the fine print and we let things pass by and we go we, we go off of a feeling and enjoying one another. But there's like all these if a person can't tell you who they are, what they like and what they want to do. How could we connect with them? How could we put them in, just in a box to know if you can date them? How could you, you put them in a box to know if you could, if you even compatible? Like Judy said on Facebook, she said, the relationship has to want to match. Like you like to cook, the other person loves to cook. You know, like it, it's, you have to have, you have to find common ground. So you have to start somewhere and it starts in that box, whether you want to admit it or not. Like you have to start, you have to be able to own, this is who I am. This is what I bring to the table. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. And then the other person can bring the same thing or add to that and then you decide whether you guys are compatible or not definitely but Probably. instead and instead you you go in with the feeling and and you think that the feelings are gonna you know have, like bring this magical superpower to the relationship and you guys are not on the same page because nobody wants to define their terms nobody wants to be in the box nobody wanted to be honest about what they liked and didn't like and then you know those relationships don't really last that long or if they do, it's well, they too long. with each other. They typically last long. That's why we pass down the, these wrong ideals to our kids. Oh well, yeah, you're right. But the, we are you truly happy? Are you truly in an equal, healthy relationship? Raise children and do things of that nature. Yeah. yeah. But I think you guys, can you hear me? Yeah. I think you guys really said it best too. Like in situations like that, where people don't want to be defined, it serves for selfish motives. Oh no! You whoa, whoa, whoa. we heard you. Don't hear you. Yeah, I don't know why you're so low. I don't know why you're always so low. Type it. I'll just type it. And if you okay. catch it, you catch it. If you don't, you don't. No, stay on and see if I we will, can get your, gonna, Yeah, see if we can get your audio better. That's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just, can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. hear you better now. All right. So I was, I was just saying that ultimately what you guys were saying when somebody doesn't want to define themselves, ultimately, I believe it's selfish, right? So even on my end, like I've been friendships, relationships in general. You can hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. We'll tell you when you can. So you can All right. Um, um, well, it's very self-serving. So, you know, I, I don't want to do certain things. I don't want to keep to routine. I don't want to be as consistent because I want the world to revolve around me. And that's not, that's not something people are going to be honest about. 
I mean, myself included, you know what I mean? You, 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 you can check me on something and then I'll have to, I'm going to argue about it and then come back, come back around the world and, and tell you about how you was right. But initially it's like, yeah, like if I feel like doing this, I want to do this right now. And no, I don't, if I don't care what we agreed on, like this is, it's not inconvenient for me to do it this way. And so I'm gonna keep it moving and I'm gonna keep doing it the way I want to do it. So I also think not being defined and not want to be put in a box is yes, it deals with individuality, but a lot of it also deals with selfishness, what I want to do and what I don't want to do. And I'm my own person. And that's how it kind of ties into individuality, but cold stone, it really just is like selfishness. And that really brings you the question of, are you really ready to be in a relationship? Because in a relationship, you can't be selfish. I got a, I got a question for everybody. I want like maybe maybe you guys could chime in on this because uh I see how I fit into this like when 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 we're talking about the fine print type of situation. Mm-hmm. I believe that my motives are pure for why I move like this and 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 it's not selfish motives. Like I'll give you an example. Like I'm I got I got like a complex when it comes to being meticulous and precise with my words. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I might miss the mark, but you know what I'm saying? My goal is to be precise with my words. So like, if I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I don't got to say I promise. If I say yes, that's the same as a promise. You know what I mean? I so as a result, when you guys um put out these podcasts every week and you put out an invitation, uh, we webinars. got an event coming up. Webinars. Webinars. Yeah, so you put out the webcast and you put out the, uh, the webinar. I'm sorry. <laughs> webcast. But yeah, you put out the webinar every week and you put out an invitation for who wants to come. I never respond to that. Mm-hmm. I intend to come though. The reason why I don't respond is because I don't want to say, yes, I'm coming. And then something happens beyond my control and I'm not able to come. So I don't want to give a yes unless I know that that, that I'm going to come through on that yes. You know what I'm saying? That And, and, and it's not so that I could give myself a wiggle room to, you know what I'm saying, to, 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 to do me or, or, or do something selfish. It's just that I want to be precise and accurate with my words. But based right. on tra- but based on track record, drastic. If you signed up and didn't come, based on who you are and what you have shown, we would know that something came up beyond your control. That's where the box. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's that. That's the box. We already put that's you in the box exactly. as being a, a as being a consistent participant in these webinars. So if you don't attend, I already know something must have happened, and he couldn't attend. You know what I mean? So you should be able to check, you should be, check, check. You should be able to check the box and say you're going to come and understand that we know who you are. Yeah, that's like, but that's why I say it's a complex. This is like some, this is like a psychological thing on my part. You know what I'm saying? Even though I know I got the pass from y'all, I feel like I let myself down. You know what I mean? If I say yes and I don't show up. Well, the, the, also, that's the whole point of having, that's the whole point in honoring your word. Everything starts with your word. Like we I always think say, People, people, people that are people that just speak in just words and don't show up, they're the worst people. People that just show up and don't speak, they oh, they're good people. But to be great, you have to match words with action. So you always sign up on the dotted line for greatness. And you always say, I'm, I'm planning on showing up. And based on your track record, when things do happen, that's humanity. That's up for the other people to look at you and say, okay, something happened that was beyond his control. And now they still look at you as a person who shows up. It doesn't change their perspective of you. So you always sign on the dotted line. So if we send an invite, you sign on the dotted line. If you don't show up, you've been a person that's very consistent in reaching out. Like even if you're not showing up, you tell us exactly why you're not showing up every time. So you've been very consistent, a very honorable human being, 
when it came to the webinars, when it came to showing up, you putting in the work. So we know for a fact that we can rely on you blindly. That's how you build faith, through consistency. But we have you in a good box. See, you're still in a box. So if somebody ever said anything about you outside of that, we only know you to be this honorable, committed human being. So the fact that you're not gonna sign on, it takes, it takes something away from what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish. I see what you're saying there. Because you're not giving your word first. So you do have a bailout one way or another. Yeah. And that's what we're saying about people in relationships that don't wanna be put in a box because they have a bailout. Anytime they don't wanna show up, they're doing what you're doing. Obviously on this end, you're an you're honorable human being doing it, but still in all, we still could look at you as a little shaky but not signing up, signing on a dotted line, because that's what a commitment is. It starts out as a promise, verbally. It's not a physical promise, it's a verbal promise. And then you're going through life honoring that promise. And it's gonna take trying to fit a box to honor that promise. But what's also in the box, going back to what Barry said and you said and Christine said, is the fact that the person you're in the box with understands things happen outside of your control. So they're not gonna slice you for that because of your track record, because of the things you've shown. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I would go like to ahead, go Barry. back to, oh, go, oh, Barry, sorry, you yeah, can go. Barry wanted to. No, go ahead, go ahead, Jer. Go ahead, Jer, you got it. Are you sure? Yeah, okay. go ahead, go ahead. Please. So, you know, I want to go back to what Jurassic said about being in the box and using the word rigid. And I want to touch on that because Excellent. When we want to do the things that we want to do, it's not hard work. You know, it, it's a different type of work. You know what I mean? And it, it's not, if you are a homebody and you're with people that stay home as well, you don't feel like you're being trapped because you're home all the time. That's what you want to do. That's what you're into. That's what you enjoy, right? Okay. It's only when you are around people that are homebodies, but you really truly want to be outside. And then you feel like you're trapped and you feel like you're, you're, you, you're confined and you really don't have your space and you not being yourself. But it's really, when you sign up for things, it shouldn't be like you're being beat into this corner to do exactly what everyone else is doing or to do what your partner is doing or do what your friend is doing. It should be something that you willingly want to do. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's, I know I is going to kill me for this, but with my workout analogies, but it's like, you know, going out and working out and knowing that you're going to get your ass kicked and knowing that you're going to be sore the next day, but you do it right. And you enjoy, you enjoy the process. You enjoy being sore. Although it's not easy. It doesn't feel good all the time. You wake up in the morning, you may not want to go, but you enjoy the process. You enjoy wanting to be there. And that's the same with relationships. And that's the same with the things that we sign up for. It does. It's not going to always be something that we feel good to do every single day, but we know over overall, we want to do it. We know overall, when we look at the bigger picture and what the overall goal is, then we start to enjoy the process. So it never should be rigid. If you're in a relationship and you feel like what you're doing is, is, and you feel like it's, it's, it's regimented and rigid and you have all these negative thoughts about it, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it. I like maybe it. that's I not the box for you. The Andrea said, I really enjoyed that comment. She said, boxes require dying to self, a commitment to work through and i subscribe to that once you sign up for two yeah. where is self it's two once you sign up for three where is self like the other people are making sure you maintain who you are but you're signing on to be a greater person mm -hmm. 
Why would you sign on to be a part of something that you thought were big was greater than you and still trying to maintain you? You're going to still have a sense of self. That's not going to go away based on a group you sign on for. Your thoughts are still yours. Your ideas are still yours. You still have to have an understanding. Everything's still filtered through you. The thing is you signed on for a commitment that supersedes self. So yeah, she said it in a strong way, a dying of self, but to some degree, it's respectable because you're ready to say, I did the whole me thing. I got through my teens. I got through my twenties. My I did the me thing. I'm ready to really settle down and do the relationship thing, the friend thing, the kid thing. And that takes a sacrifice, as we said before, agreement, as opposed to a sacrifice of saying I'm ready. The problem is a lot of people aren't ready for the commitment. Well, yeah, that's the biggest issue. They aren't ready to fully say, look in the mirror and say, I'm greater with this person. So let me put my ego to the side and start honoring this agreement that we have because we're going to be greater human beings because of it. This person that's on my left side, this person that's on my right side, this person that's behind me, this person that's in front of me is going to shield me. They're going to make sure that I'm living a great life. I have quality of life. They know I like French toast. They're going to hook me up with some French toast here and there. I, I, I think, like you said, Aziz, I think that's the big the thing that some people misunderstand about having a, the framework of the box is that I think the box can also empower people to be their better self. Because guess what? You have two people that are accountable and committed. And so they're committed to seeing that other person. Um, and so like, like Jerry was saying, you know, maybe I'm a homebody, but I know you like to go out. I'm not going to stop you from going out because I know that makes you happy, but we are accountable no matter what. And we can still listen, go out, go have fun, go enjoy that. That's not something I can get to do. I'll be safe. I'll see you when you get home, Definitely. but it's not going to stop you from still enjoying the things that you enjoy to do. It just means that, listen, you still have to be accountable. That means you got to be accountable to what you said you're going to do. So don't, please don't don't be safe when you're out there because I don't want to make sure I want to know that you're going to get home safe to me Definitely. in a relationship. So it doesn't take away from your ability to do the things that you like to do. It just means that I'm going to operate in a way that makes sure that I'm honoring the boundaries and the things that are that are important for our relationship to be healthy and successful. I mean, as long as it doesn't really take oh, away from the relationship. I think that that's the most important because again, if you, if you have somebody who's a homebody and somebody who likes to go out all the time, when are they truly connecting, you know? So it has to be some, it, it, it can't just be that vast of a difference. It has to be like, you know, I like concerts and you don't, and I may go to a couple of concerts every so often without you, you know what I mean? Like it, it, you have to, under, like, it's not just you do your thing, I do my thing because it's all about connecting. We all want to connect, we should be connecting. So it shouldn't be this like opposites attract is all cute, it sounds good. In certain situations it works, but in a lot of situations it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So you have to be on the same page and make sure that you're on the same page. So I understand where you're going with that Barry. So I, I, I get the concept of it, but it shouldn't be that you go out, I stay home all the time. It should be, you go out sometimes, I'd rather stay home. Sometimes I may go out with you because I know you enjoy it and you're gonna stay home with me because you know I enjoy it. You know what I mean? Because That's you still cool. don't wanna lose sight of connecting. That's the whole point of being in a relationship so that everyone could continue to, could, that, sorry, could continue to connect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, on that note, like what happens when the person goes out and they said, I'm gonna be out for one drink and be home in a little bit and then they blow you off and show up 
or asked to come over or whatever four or five hours later drunk and you're so yeah it, 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 it's not a, it, that's never a good look unless it's, it's new and you're really truly into the person and then you're like sure come over but that gets old really quickly so yeah it, it gets it gets to a point where that's not really something that you're going to always want to entertain so that's going to fizzle and burn at some point and you're going to realize like recreationally i you know we like to do different things so maybe you need a girl who can party with you so you guys can come home together i'm not that girl you know what i mean so yeah, you have to find you have to find people that you're truly compatible with. And and I know a person that goes out a lot can appreciate a person that's home because they they know that when I'm done, I can actually just go there and they'll always be there, right? But it doesn't really truly work long term in a relationship. I mean, those are the people that come home that call you for a booty call. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> they call you up for a booty call. Well, he could be your man and still be like, okay, I'm coming over now. Yeah, they saying basically that you, they're going to be the ones saying you putting them in a the box because you're more stable. Mm-hmm. Like it does deal with stability. The person that's the less stable, they always have the ideas. They always have the, I'm being restricted. I'm being closed off. I'm being, they always have those reasons. But when you look people in the face and you're like, you're not ready for a commitment, you expect them to be honest. That's why a lot of us stay in long-term relationships longer than we think because they're telling us, they're ready, but their actions show they're not ready. Yeah. And then they're accusing us. And what do we do? We self-reflect. There's 27 people in our air feeling the same way they feel. Mm-hmm. So now we're like, oh, it's, it's us. We're the problem. But when you look at it, how many people are truly ready for a commitment? Okay. So when you are talking to people and when you have counsel, you're typically talking to 27 people that still want to party or a person that's been in a marriage for so long and really just wants freedom. And, you know, like you're talking to a variety of people that want to escape, but commitments are not about an escape. It's about wanting to build. Mm-hmm. And when you putting the cement down, it's, it's labor. It's, it feels like work, but when you enjoy it and you're looking at the destination of how beautiful your house mm-hmm. is going to be when you actually finish it, you wake up every day excited to put in that work. So there's a big difference and it's not work at that point. So you want somebody who's as excited. You want people around you that's as excited to build these relationships. Doesn't mean you're not going to go back and forth, but like, I don't mind having a back and forth if it's going to lead to progress. I can right. do seven hours if it's going to lead to progress. I agree. But at the same time, I'm in it. Yeah. I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel like somebody needs to stop. I feel like we're just not on the same page. We got to find a way to get on the same page. I'm going to put in the work. As soon as I shut down, I'm done putting in the work. So that's telling the person I'm done with you. And I never want to relate at the people I love and people I care about. So I'm going to put in the work, even though sometimes I feel fatigued. We all do. But at the same time, I don't walk away because I want to maintain the relationship. I want to show the person, listen, I'm here. I'm going to find seven different ways to show you. You're going to have to find seven different ways to show me. But when we walk out of here, we got to be on the same page. Because if we go to sleep and wake up and we're not on the same page and we don't revisit it, it's going to linger. And that's going to be the death of us, even though even though we went 10 years into the future. Yeah. <laughs> Get what I'm saying? So that's why we are big on, like Drastic said, being meticulous. The fact that he's always thinking about those things shows he's meticulous, shows that he, mm-hmm. he's an honorable human being because there's a lot of people thinking about how they can get theirs. 
He's thinking about how I can show up for other people. So his his dream would be having somebody that's doing the same for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's deep in thought and thinking how I can show up for him. And that's what we tell him every week. Find those people. Yeah, and well, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to challenge you on that and say how, because actually everything that like the way the conversation is really transformed, I feel that so intensely. Yes. Like I, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. High five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody. So how, how are you going to find the people in the box? Because I do feel like I have that high accountability in relationship and not always like Jasmine, I can admit that like, it's sometimes it's all about me, but I'll be really quick to be like, Hey, I clearly I've been really pretty starving for some attention. Can I have some now? Um, and, and, you know, I'll do the different ways to get it. And then I'll just be an adult about it eventually, hopefully. But I think the, the truth is like, I don't, in my experience, I don't find a ton of people talking like this. That's why I'm so attracted to this group and what you guys are doing. Cause I, I want more conversations. I want people like, I, I want a selection. I want somebody to choose from. <laughs> I want a relationship well, outside of myself. Say that again. It starts with that. Sometimes, somehow you found this group. So there was something in you that allowed, like just what you just said, how do I find these people? So the fact that you some at some point in life you felt those people didn't exist, you started settling for less. Mm-hmm. So that's what caused you the problem. Whereas we're in this group, we're starting the group because we live this, we don't settle. Mm-hmm. We cut people off in like a matter of seconds. Oh, brother, you're not ready for what's going on. We're gonna go focus. And you know what I mean? People, oh, y'all rigid, y'all X, Y, and Z. No, we have standards. We believe that we want people who's gonna climb to the top of the mountain with us. We don't want nobody who's complaining while we're trying to get there. So if we want that, we have to strive for it. Oh, you could die tomorrow. Well, we'll die tomorrow trying to get to the top of the mountain. So we hear people throw a bunch of cliche things at us when it comes to connecting. And we hear a bunch of people talking about how it's hard to connect. And we've been in relationships with people that talk the same thing you're talking, Christine, and they get in a relationship with us. And they're like, oh, there's another level to this. <laughs> so you got to understand, you got to find your people. You know what I mean? It's just like what Jurassic said also. He used the word balance. And I'm like, I never really signed up for that word. Balance, good and bad, you don't balance it. Moderation is what you need. So yeah, I'm going to eat some cheeseburgers in moderation, but not balance. For the most part, I'm going to eat healthy if I'm trying to be healthy. If I'm trying to be in a healthy relationship, I'm going to, the, the relationship has to be healthy most times. And we're going to explore things that may spice it up in moderation. But it can't destroy the foundation of our relationship. Mm-hmm. So typically when people say balance and when people use like box and they use different words, I understand they sound so spiritual and so nice and so caring and so cool. But why is everybody working so hard not to be confident, not to be clear, not to be precise, not to be, unquote, they're saying rigid, but I'm, I would say not to have high standards, mm. not to have great principles. Why are we working away from that? That's why we can't find people. Everybody's politicians now. We have social media. You say the wrong thing and people are icing you. And you know who's icing you? The same people that's talking about they don't judge. They're the first ones to ice you when you say something that don't make sense. 
because they don't want to do it. So you think about everybody that's talking relationships. Sorry, Jerry. You're thinking about everybody that's talking relationships and what they're saying. I always say you make money through going at people's emotions. That's how you make the money. So we know how to make money. Talk about people, individuals, talk about their emotions, talk about you entitled, talk about, that's the things that make the money. What builds relationships is what we do. Talk about accountability. Talking about what builds standards, what builds principles, what's gonna allow you to flourish in a relationship. Even if it's two, three years, I can tell you to read, it's not cause I'm in a great relationship romantically right now. It's because I've always had great relationships I've decided to be a relationship with. I've never had a relationship where people always tell me I don't understand. I'm like, I probably would have cut the person off um, five years ago. That's the difference. So I don't have the same scars. I didn't wait around for them. So that's what I'm saying. I'm telling people, yo, find your people. Don't stop. This life is short. Stop looking at it from the other side and look at it from this side. This life is short. So find the people that you want to live this life with. And stop settling for people just because they're spared a moment. Because you as bad as them when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, Jerry. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> but I, I, I was going to add, well, not really add to what you said. I don't really think I could do that. But I was just, just going to say that, you know, when it comes to being put in a box, when, it, when it's anything positive, we're all for it, Right. So if you changed your lifestyle and became a vegan, you're okay with being put in the vegan box, right? Or if you are super athletic now, or you're in the best shape of your life, or all these positive things, you're okay with being in the box. But as soon as it's something negative, as soon as something that you don't really want to do, then it becomes then it, then it becomes a, a, an issue. Then you don't really, you know, you want to tread lightly or you don't really truly agree with it. Or when you want the, a little bit of an out, you're, you're, you're going against it. But when it's positive, you're all for it, right? If somebody says you're pretty, you're like, oh, you'll take it. Somebody says you're, you're, you're not so attractive, you're like, uh, I don't, you don't want to take it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to believe it. So I do think that, you know, when it comes to being put in a box, it's more just to identify you. Who are you? Who, what do you bring to the table? What do you stand for? I think that, when, so to your point, Christine, you said, how do you find those people? Is having those conversations. What are your deal breakers? What do you believe in? You know what I mean? And and not just listening to their war stories about why they believe they're the most accountable person that they know, but just examples of it and being around long enough to see that fold out into action and make sure that they're consistent. And, and just having a conversation. I met people that don't even want to start the conversation. I'll start it up and they're like already shutting down or they change the subject. You already know they're not my people. Moving on. You know what I mean? And you have the people that say all the right things. And it's like, you believe in accountability, I believe in accountability. You believe in this, I believe in that. And then you're like, you're thinking like you're you're all in sync and stuff, but then you have your first disagreement or argument, you really realize you guys are not on the same page. You know what I mean? Like because over time, because no one can sustain just agreeing, you know what I mean? So over time you realize that that's an issue. So I think in order for you to find your people, you have to really be diligent about having those conversations and being unafraid. I turn a lot of people off just by the questions I ask, but I know that. I know that going in. And I know anyone that's turned off by questions that I ask are probably not the, not the people for me. And then you keep it moving. And like, as you said, like, you know, when that happens more times than more, when it happens often, it's, you start to kind of think to yourself, like, damn, like, I can't really connect. But really, you should just 
I learned that I just want to connect with the right people. So all those people that I didn't truly connect with was because they probably weren't for me anyway. So that's how you really, that, that's how you find your people is really be diligent about having those conversations. But I want to go back to, um, to Facebook where Judy, um, hold on, sorry, my computer stuck. J Judy said that she is um, rethinking the concept of being, of, of being in the box in a relationship from what, um, I, I look real slow right now. From what I understand, if both parties are in agreement with the structure of their relationship, then there's no box. Yeah, it doesn't feel like punishment. It doesn't feel like babies in the corner. It's something that you're willing to do. You want to show up and you want to do it together. So I totally agree with that, Judy. No, but there is a box. You just okay. With it is a, but it doesn't. But I, I, you don't it feel like it. Feel like though. That's what I got from it. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to be clear. Like there is a box, but you want to be in that box. It's it's like you brought your your, your best home. You brought the home. You know you want to grow old in. So when Jerry said, though, she, I loved what you did. You said when you put it in a positive box, you don't mind those boxes, right? So when, when I originally started up and I said, you know, that defensive piece of me of like, don't put me in a box, don't project who you think that I am onto me. It's usually in a negative way, right? That's a manipulation. That's a way that someone's going to try and hurt you. And then that's kind of my way of being like, don't do that to me. Don't. Right. So I'm kind of curious about that too. So if somebody what if they're not accurately putting you in the correct box? Like if they really don't see you because you're not asking the right questions, because you're not having these conversations, because it's all based on assumptions, because that's really what I was talking about in the beginning, all of these assumptions and all this stuff, projections, and you're not having the conversations and all of a sudden they're telling you who you are, but it's clearly not who I am. Cause I actually do know who I am. And then there's, you know, that tension. I don't want to answer that one. Um, I believe that that depends on the nature of the relationship of the person you're dealing with. So if you got somebody that's projecting who they think you are, um, to me, that means that you're dealing with somebody that doesn't know you very well. So this is somebody that you haven't been around for an extensive period of time, didn't get an opportunity to get to know who you are. So now you got the opportunity to have those conversations. You know what I mean? I'm open, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to explore. I'm willing to try new things. You let that person know that. And if they continue to put you in that box, then that means that you're unequally yoked. You know what I mean? Cause somebody that you've been around for an extensive period of time and you've had the opportunity to explain that aspect about yourself is not going to continue with that behavior. You know, if they're continuing with that same behavior and you're just beating a dead horse with that conversation, you know, then you're not equally yoked and that's not going to go anywhere. This is the question I wanted to come up. <clears throat> because you're being placed in the wrong box is what the big deal is. Obviously, we had an earlier, earlier let's talk relationship way back in the day about, about judgment. Jasmine, could you mute, please? He's talking about judgment. And when we were discussing judgment, we were talking about being prejudged is the issue, not being judged. So we don't know if the person is accurately putting you in the box because are you willing to explore it or are you being defensive? Because if a person is looking at you and say you talk too much and you do talk a lot, but you're not really accept, you're not really paying attention to what they're saying, you didn't take responsibility for that. Yeah, of course you're gonna get defensive. So my biggest question is why are you defending yourself to your allies? Because I would think that their intention, they can be wrong, but their intention is to tell you exactly who you are whether you know it or not. Like I can run around and say, I know who I am, but Jerry tells me things about myself all the time that I 
I have to take in. I have to really assess like, oh, am I doing that? Oh, I guess I do do that. That's why you have the other people around. Nobody knows themselves 100%. That's why you have the people so the percentage increases. That's why you have those people around. Because it's times Jerry's talking to people and I'm like, that person doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> like, walk away. I got to save her for myself. She's not even paying attention. She's like, I'm like, this person, you're wasting your time. But she's really trying to help the person, you know, because she's helpful. She's really trying to assist the person and help. The I'm like, the person don't want to hear what you have to say. Just walk away. Don't waste your time. Go find somebody who actually wants to hear what you have to say. So at that time, she get defensive. What you know, you don't know what that person's thinking. Like she can go that route or she can listen to what I'm saying and save herself the, the trouble. So yeah, you can say that they don't know you. You can say that they are trying to put you in a negative box. I think what Jerry was saying is when it's negative, we all get defensive mm -hmm. as opposed to assessing whether it's accurate or not. Like, do you, we had a, we had a group with our friends where we had a Zoom call and we all got on the, we all was, you know, saying we want to build a stronger friendship. We get on the Zoom call and, you know, obviously we're relationship builders. So we're like, all right, you want to really build a strong relationship? Let's talk about what we don't like about each other. <laughs> that Zoom call and our friendship <laughs> dissolved. Because now we're talking about the dislikes. See? Like, you got to be able to assess, okay, this person's the prettiest person in the group. I'm cool with that. Because they're the prettiest don't mean you're not pretty. This person has more personality. I think that's what makes a strong group, understanding who you are in the group. You always should know who you are in the room. Always. That's true confidence. I walk in a room full of models, and I'm not the greatest looking guy. I got to assess it in a different way. Because it came from a place where I was the best looking guy in the world. So I didn't know how to maneuver different. But now, everybody in the room better looking at me. I got to maneuver in a different way. I got to stand out in a different way. Being able to assess that is what's, what's the big deal. But you got two, two friends saying, please, they're not better looking than you. Like you got them people on your shoulder just lining. I'm not that friend. I'm gonna be like, they are better looking than you. You better find another way to assess this situation. I'm not gonna steal somebody else's strength to make you feel better. And that's what we have. We have a lot of friends that take from somebody to make you feel better. I refuse to do that. I'm gonna look at the situation, you assess the situation and you move forward. So that's where we create these boxes. And what you were saying is your boxes change based on who you're around, right? But your box should not change. Everybody should have a clear understanding of the core of who you are. Cause you mentioned, you know exactly who you are. So if you talk to, we talk, we spoke to you for a couple of weeks now. So we talk to your friends, we should get around about the same core things that you are with your friends. They're gonna have different details, but there should be some cores that's similar. And that's your box. But go ahead. Huh? Can you hear me? Yeah, well, I just what I find so interesting about this whole conversation, just in general, when you're thinking about how a lot of people don't want to be put in boxes, is that everything that we do from survival to eating, just anything that we do is based, is like has a label on it. And even if it doesn't have a label on it, like even body gesturing, right? We still identify with certain movements. So even if you don't verbalize it and you see it, it's still something that has to be defined in some way or form in order to connect. 
it's the way we survive. It, it, you can't escape it. So it's just interesting to see how we need all of these boxes and all these definitions to live our lives, to survive. But when it comes to being in personal relationships, all of a sudden we don't need them anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because we want what we want, and sometimes like we we meet people all the time that doesn't that don't check all the boxes, but yet we still want to entertain the relationship. Yeah, it's manipulative. Be a part of their lives, but we know that you know it's not. We don't have a solid foundation, and we know that it's probably going to crash and burn, but we still want it. So we turn the blind eye. So we just say like, oh, you know, I don't really believe in that. And, you know, your, 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 your standards become a little looser. So that well, you even, you even, yeah, definitely. When it, when those other people and just even for ourselves, like, like I said, I, if I'm the person and I'm being the selfish one, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be put in a box, but yeah, I still want to put another person in a box because I expect them to do something mm-hmm. that I'm not willing to do. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's a manipulative nature, honestly. And like I said, because we need to survive, we see it in everything else. But because when it comes to our personal relationships, we pick and choose how we want to deal with it because it's, it suits it suits us. And if, and honest, and just being honest too, like me and Aziz used to fight all the time because he would ask me to go places and I used to hit him with the, I don't know, right? <laughs> because I was looking, because if something better came up, I was ditching him and doing something else, right? So I, but I, I wasn't honest about it. I didn't say, I didn't say that. I didn't say, well, I'm putting you on standby because something better comes up. I'm going to pick the other option. I hit him with the, I don't know. And he's like, you always, you just, you, you have a hard time committing. And I'm like, no, no, no. You know, making all these excuses, but that really was the issue. The issue was that I wasn't totally honest about what I thought about what was going on. Like, do I want to hang out with Aziz today or do I want to do blah, blah, blah with other people if that comes up and not being transparent about that. And by me being transparent, that gives Aziz the opportunity to, to it gives him choice because he can say, you know what, I don't want to be on standby. If that's the type of relationship you want, then you need to find other people. I mean, he did do that. But the, <laughs> the point <laughs> is, is that, you know, by me not being honest and, and trying to like string it along, he's thinking, you know, I wasn't giving him true choice. And when you're not, when you're, when you don't want to be labeled and you don't want to be honest about what you're thinking, it, you rob, you're robbing other people of, your, of their choices. And that's unfair. So like, like Jasmine said, to add to what you were saying, Jasmine, it, it is selfish all around, even something as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you look at, when you look at it from, you stand back and you really assess life and you really assess what you want and you really assess destinations and I want to be in healthy and equal relationships. We talk to people all the time and they're like, yeah, I really want to be in equal and healthy relationships. No, you don't want to equal. You want somebody you control and you don't want to be in a healthy relationship because you want somebody you control. Like at the end of the day, if you pick somebody who is a great leader, you're not going to lead your relationship. Yeah. Like live with that. Like I tell people all the time, if I decide to, if I decide to date Oprah, I'm always going to be Oprah's <laughs> husband. Like, I'm never going to even have a name. You get what I'm saying? Like, and I understand that because that's true confidence. I know what I bring to her life. I don't need outside people to validate that. I know what I bring to her life. She chose me. So instead of looking at it like she's shrinking me based on who she is, I'm looking at it. She chose me based on who she is. So there's a different way of seeing things. So when you're in the box and you have a strong understanding of your box, you're more confident. When you're more worried about not being put in a box, you're less confident. Hence, worse relationships. Hence why we run into a lot of people with bad relationships. 
Hence why we hear people make excuses for bad behavior. Because we call it love when it's an emotion. We don't call it love when it's a set of principles. We always tell people, we think people love us when they're willing to push us to our greatest selves. That's not gonna take an emotion because we're gonna dislike them sometimes. Yeah. That's gonna take a commitment. That's gonna take a set of principles. That's gonna take core values. They don't always wanna argue with you. <laughs> you think I walk out the room and you know what? I'm gonna argue with Jasmine today. No. But if she does something that doesn't make sense, I'm gonna I'm gonna have that discussion. And yeah, I wanted to watch a, the football game, but um, our relationship was more important. So we have to, the, the goal of this discussion is really to talk about how we should want to build the box, not avoid the box. We shouldn't be afraid of the box. We should only wanna be around people who wanna put us in the box. But at the same time, them putting us in the box allows us to see if we really wanna be around them. Because they're putting us in the wrong box, like Christine was saying, that decides whether you want to be around them or not. Because the box don't fit. So you're really just searching for a box that fits. You're not searching for not being put in a box. Because definitions make us human. Reason and evidence is why we're human. We talk emotion. That's not why we're human. You harm a dog, you hear the, you hear the emotion. But it's reason and evidence. It's our ability to assess what's going on and give reason to it and find evidence for it so we can maneuver through the world. So every time we decide to be impulsive, that's not being human. That's being impulsive. And it's closer to being animal than being human. So call it what it is. So we're saying, yeah, the only time you're human is when you're making mindful, meaningful decisions towards progression. Yeah, I mean, agreed. I mean, embracing the box really, it, it takes a level of maturity, to be honest with you, and uh, a level of confidence in order to, for you to own who you are. And not to say, I know in the beginning of this discussion, we talked about, you know, you are, we, we, Sometimes we evolve into other people. We get new information and we make changes in life and we make decisions. And so I may not be the same person that you met two years ago. Well, actually I'm not, but <laughs> um, the, the point is, is that you should be mature enough to embrace it and to understand it and know that that's what's needed in order for you to truly connect with the right people. Because if you don't have a label, if you don't have that, those breadcrumbs to, the, to, to get you to the connection with other people, then you're going to be, it's, it's not going to be as easy to connect. So you need some keywords, you need some structure. Like we all need structure. We run from it, you know, kids, teenage rebel from it. You know, as adults, we, we want to run from it as well. But we all need some type of structure. Everything works better when there's a structure. It's not punishment. It's knowing what you're getting every time you enter the room. It's knowing what you're getting when you enter the room. Like everyone should know who you are. Everyone should know what you bring to the table. Everyone should know what to expect from you. And that's not a bad thing. People don't like the pressure of being, of, of people don't want to be relied on or people run from being the leader. But really, if that's what you bring to the table, then put it out there and own it and take responsibility. Relationships are responsibility. When you enter the room. 
But I also just wanted to add to that too, like a big portion of that is also like knowing that it's what you expect from other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's huge. Like, yeah, we could talk about us all the time, but we expect structure and commitment and integrity and standards mm-hmm. from everybody else. We want to be treated a certain way. You know what I mean? So same, same. Yeah. Definitely. And is, this is, I mean, I, I see everybody's deep in thought. So I'm glad that- yeah, this conversation, this conversation didn't go the way I thought it was going to go when we talked about the box. I, I'm sitting here now. I, I'm sitting here like now I'm over here like uh, like everybody else. I'm here taking notes. I'm like, damn, I need to I need to rethink this one because it really, you know, because like I said, it really goes back to the structure and nature of, of our relationships and how how do we successfully do this stuff? And and I, I, I just look at it like, man, I, I need to go back and relook at some things because that is absolutely the, the case on 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 that that box that structure that allows me to have the type of relationships that i want to have um that's really what it's all about because if i have that right box and that box is works for me the people the right people are going to be in the same box and going to want to be in that box they're going to want to be there because guess what they believe in the same stuff they value the same things they they have the same principles they want to operate in the same way and it's not an issue because guess what they're not going to see it as a as a box they're going to see it as a as a as a thing that allows us to be at our best and brightest. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Judy was saying she would love to hear uh, like our thoughts on um, unconditional love. We was gonna do a <laughs> we was gonna do a segment on that a couple of weeks ago, but we decided to scratch it for something else. So we definitely could have a whole discussion on that because obviously it's gonna be a similar understanding. A lot of people. We can have a live discussion on it, but we have a podcast on it. So Judy, when this was over, I was going to send you the, the link to that as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, we would love to hear other people's views because it was just a podcast with mm-hmm. Jerry and I. And, you know, it, it all, it, it's all relative, obviously. It all makes sense. It all connects. But when you think about, when you think about all the restrictions and you think about all the times you, people are telling you that, oh, they're restricting you or they're keeping you from something, you're keeping you from something. You're mm-hmm. making decisions. And we tend to look at like we like we have a podcast also about the victim and the villain. Mm-hmm. We always find we watch TV shows and we always find the villain and we always find the victim. Relationship shows, we always find, oh, he cheated, he did. We don't pay attention that she was a pushover. We don't pay attention that she didn't have as much substance as he had. We didn't pay attention, we didn't pay attention to all the things she allowed to go down or he allowed to go down. Because obviously women aren't the only ones that, I mean, men aren't the only ones that cheat. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he's the nice guy and everybody feels sorry for them. And then you got to really look at, like, whose side are you on, right? So we always picking sides while we're watching these TV shows and we always pick our favorite characters. And it is saying a lot about who we are because I typically go towards the, you know, the more dominant character, the one that's going to actually own his stuff, own what's going on gonna actually be very honest about what's happening. If he's gonna be single, he's like, I'm gonna sleep with you, I'm gonna sleep with you, I'm gonna sleep with you, I'm gonna sleep with you. I'm more like, yo, he's giving choice, I'm with him. Mm-hmm. I might not operate the same way he operates, but our core values are the same, give choice, mm-hmm. right? Another person might, you know, they might look at, um, they might look at um, the Tina Turner story and work with Tina, right? They might not see Ike. Mm-hmm. I see Tina took a long time before she actually left the situation. So it exploded, right? That's what another person sees with a keen eye, you know? So 
there's so many things when we watch people, we watch our relationships, we watch our friends' relationships. We hear people say, you know, I really don't want to talk to that friend because she's just going to tell me to leave him. But why would that friend tell you to leave him if you're not supposed to leave him? Like, this is obviously the fifth time he did it. Because I doubt that same friend's telling you to leave him after one time. He's probably going to tell you to talk to the person. And why would you avoid the people that's going to give you the best, advice. the best advice? Mm-hmm. Like, we really got to look at ourselves sometimes. So being in the box is not the worst thing. And being the, like, you have to find out who you are within all the friendships and within all the, you know, even with your siblings, you have to figure out who you are. Because everybody is assessing who you are. You better believe that. And some people for their own personal gain. So they'll lie and say you're something else when you're really not. And other people, they'll tell you something you have to hear, but you really don't like it for your gain. So, you know, we really need to start living in our boxes and really figure out what our boxes are. Because I think, Christine, you said a valuable thing. And we had a whole nother, you know, let's talk relationships on who the hell are you? She said, I know who I am. Okay, who are you? I'm going to tell you right now. (laughs) But like, that's the situation. Like, you told me who you were, right? You say, okay, this is who I am. This is it. But when you first came on, you're like, oh, I'm dealing with a guy that's passive. Then we're like, do she know who she is? Mm -hmm. Because that's a crash and burn automatically. That's fair, but I think that you offered something valuable too. And I think this is, I love all the talks that you guys have. I really do. But it's just um, my standards. I I don't find people that I can relate to on that level very often. And I get lonely and I want partnerships. So I try to do square hole round peg often. I'm not, and I'm going to be honest. I don't know that I've really ever had an equal healthy relationship, maybe with anyone. Hmm. Well, it's not time to, it's time to start. It's time to start. The first thing is saying that. You said it out loud on Facebook Live, on Zoom, you know, on a platform, which is, it shows that you're ready. So now it's time to just start building it. You'll find them. That's a guarantee. We're here to tell you, you'll find them. Even if it's for six months, you'll find them for a while. But when you keep your standards high, you'll just keep on searching. You don't lose track of the faith. Like when we tell drastic, he says, yeah, I, you know, I strayed away from Jesus so many times. And I'm like, how do you lose focus of your destination? Because it didn't, like, if you really believe this is your destination, it didn't suit you in a moment. You never lose focus of your destination. Your faith should maintain. So if your faith is finding equal and healthy relationships, you do it till you die. Yeah, well, I mean, having a relationship with God is similar to having a relationship with people. You got to invest into that relationship and take the time and actually, you know what I'm saying, do things that benefit that relationship. And if you don't, that relationship falls by the wayside. Definitely. Definitely. And that's why we gave the same, we gave the same advice. Like, how do you stray? How do you, you question? Like, I don't question people who've been there for me all the time. It's always me. If I if I they're telling me something and it hurts, it's probably me. Because they always get they always told me something that was accurate. Mm-hmm. Today I didn't decide, oh, today is the day that they told me something that wasn't accurate. No, it's just I'm hurt. So I don't want to hear it. 
So hold on, you don't. So you don't got friends that gave you bad advice with good no, intentions. Obviously, we have friends that gave us bad advice. I'm talking about somebody that's been been good to me. No, they no, advice. no. I said no. I said well, bad advice. Friends that gave me but, bad advice, but with good intentions. But with good intentions. You understand? You understand? They, they bad advice they with good intentions, and I told them that they're not my advisor. Like, know who you are. Like at that point, they're friends for another reason. They're not who I come to for counsel because they're bad advisors. But it's about being able to have that discussion because they got to be comfortable with that in your life. Like, Dad, I can't give this guy no advice. I might not even want to be his friend. Right? Like, that's where the choice comes. It's true honesty. The choice comes from being honest with your box and seeing if people are really comfortable with that. Once you're up in age, you're, you're not doing too much changing, like we said before. It's a lot of nurturing. You have a clear understanding of who you are. You're just nurturing. If you're a faithful person and you got hurt and you decide to go sleep with a bunch of people, because I've been a faithful guy since young, and I got hurt, and I did the whole male thing, like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm not committing. I'm going to go do this with this person and that. It didn't feel right. I hurt a lot more people doing that because mind you i'm a real straightforward person so after you do that and it doesn't feel right i'm like having hard discussions and hurting people's feelings i mean incredibly so i had to gut check and be like listen am i trying to add to the world or take from the world because i'm hurting all these 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 young ladies and that's not that wasn't my that wasn't what i wanted to do but what i wanted to do was stop hurting so I went out there and I disregarded commitment and hurt it up, hurt other people. So you got to really evaluate what you're doing when you're in pain. I lost track of the faith. The faith was find a committed partner. That was the faith. Find a committed friends. That was the faith. That was my box. When I lost track of that, I did nasty things and I hurt a lot of people. Oh my God, you sound like you just did a confessional. Well, I mean, I'm, it's, it's my turn, right? He, he ain't the only one. He, he ain't the only one. We, yeah, listen, I've had those hard conversations too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're all being honest and trans, I mean, like I said, I, I can't speak for anybody else. I know, I know, it would kind of follow that same path. And I think that's why I've been more committed to being a part of this group is because I didn't want to keep on repeating the same stuff. Um, and so, to me, it was about being accountable to what the set of principles that I, I truly wanted to believe in and adhere to, because it was more important to stop doing the same stuff over and over again, because it wasn't getting me the results that I wanted. And so something had to change. But like you said, I mean, it, we're, I mean, like I said, I know I've, I've done it. I've done it multiple times and I've had to go back and say, you know what, this is not what I want and I won't do this again. Definitely. Commitment is the long game. And Christine, oh, yes. I'm telling you, the greater person you are, the less people you have to interact with. That is so, a Again, we're not telling you people are going to be knocking down your door. Nope. <laughs> we're telling you once you get them two or three people, you're going to feel like you have found heaven. So you never stop. Loneliness, like, like, like Judy said on Facebook, loneliness should never be an excuse. Yep. Should never be an excuse. Like, loneliness just makes you empty. You go out and act on it because you're not at your best. 
you should always go out the house at your best. Like when you're interacting with other people, when you're interacting with somebody because you're lonely, probably not at your best. So it's probably not the greatest relationship you're into. That's the thing with that is like you kind of start to gain more, like cause yourself more scars, more self-doubt, more. So you just kind of dig yourself in a worse hole for a momentary lapse. You know, it's kind of like drugs, right? Like you go, you get a quick fix, but your whole system is jacked up moving forward. You know what I mean? It's the same thing spiritually. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I was like, exactly. But Judy also said that, you know, experience is the best teacher, but Sometimes you don't have to experience, a lot of times you don't, we don't have to experience things to know that it's wrong for us. We want to do it because we want to go through it. But like Jasmine says, every time you have, you make the wrong turn, you, you pick the wrong boyfriend, you pick the wrong girlfriend, or you pick the wrong friends, it, it does something to your self-worth and your self-esteem. It does something to how much you trust yourself. So why go through the experience of it when you can take a step back assess the situation, understand what you truly want. And based on that, you don't have to experience what life would be like dating a crackhead. You already know it's gonna be shitty. You know what I mean? So you don't have to go through it. So it's, it's, it's not everything is, is you have to experience, but we do it and I've done it. Aziz, he's, as you can see, very wise. So he knows my what I wanna do before I even wanna do it. But I will tell him, no, I wanna get it done myself. And where has that gotten me? You know what I mean? Like if had I listened, I could have saved me a couple of heartbreaks and a, a couple of failed relationships. And, you know, I, and, and my, my, I wouldn't have to repair, you know, my esteem, my self-worth and, and trust myself again, if I would have just listened, Definitely. but I wanted what I wanted selfishly. So you don't always have to go through the experience to feel like that's your best teacher. You can listen to the people around you that mm -hmm. are going to, that, that see things way further than you do and take their word for it. I think I think that's one of the things too. It's like you experience. It you need to talk about. You need to talk yeah, you about. Right, can you hear me? We can't hear you that good. Wherever you was, that's where you need to be. I don't even know. <laughs> you sound me? good. Better now. Now, yeah. all right. I was just saying it is experience, but you just experience it vicariously through other people yeah. who are watching. Like something that Aziz taught me is like you watch TV. And when you watch TV, like you can gain so much insight based on who you're relating to, like you mentioned earlier, what you would do if you wanna be that person, if you don't wanna be that person. And so without even, it's just like even touching a flame, right? You don't have to touch the flame to know that shit hurts. Uh -huh. Cause you got, you've seen somebody else get burnt. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing with relationships. It's the same thing with type of people you wanna deal with. It's, it's all the same. Like. You experience it, just not physically. You don't bring it into your life. You watch it. You watch it happen. You see it. Definitely. I mean, and, and I'm not advocating for people to just be watchers, but at the same time, like when you're going to walk into an experience, make sure you, it's for a positive reason. Yeah. Good like point. Make sure when you're, when you're going forward, it's for something positive. Like don't touch the flame just because you got to feel the burn. And that's where a lot of people, they feel numb and they're going through life numb. So they touch the fire to feel the burn. And then they come back and say, you know, I experienced so much in life and we're looking like you look it. You look like you experienced <laughs> like so much in life because you got a bunch of war stories. And, you know, I, I'm kind of like nervous sometimes raising my raising my kids because I'm like, they're not going to experience the things we experience because they don't have to. Yeah. And it's like everybody they don't get a seat at the table if you're not talking about suffering. Mm -hmm. like, what do you know? You didn't suffer enough. You know what I mean? They don't really, we don't really look at our wise people that avoided the suffering. 
the person that got married to their high school sweetheart and like didn't have to deal with all this stuff. We like, please, you don't know what it's like. No, they 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 do know what it's like. They know where your destination is. They're the best mm. way to get there. That's Why don't we fact. listen to them? Why are we not listening to them? Why are we listen to everybody who did it the hard way and think they're the advisors? That's where a lot of the problem is. They're not the advisors. Our advisors are the people who actually are doing it the right way. They got their blinders on and they're focused from young. Because mm-hmm. I had to learn to focus. I used to think, oh, variety all over the place. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I've talked relationships since I was 15. And now I'm here talking relationships. I didn't focus. I wanted to do 27 other things. Mm-hmm. So it is narrowing your focus and we're all puzzle pieces and we're supposed to do what we do and allow the puzzle, other puzzle pieces to enhance what we do. But you know, I also believe that it's important to choose the right puzzle pieces, though. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, like how Christine was saying, that loneliness, she, she wants to get a square peg to fit into a round circle. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to, because at that point, you're looking for temporary people to fill a permanent position. You know what I'm saying? As you're acquiring people in your inner circle, you got to treat that like how a job treats hiring new people. That human resources department is going to look at like some people is going to come for the job interview and just based on the way that they're dressed, they already lost the job before the interview began. You know what I'm saying? So like, yo, so like if I'm looking for a wife, why am I, why would I look at, there's, there's plenty of beautiful women out here that's, that, that's dressing provocative and giving off uh, sexual vibes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, my eyes might appreciate that. Yeah, you look good, but why would I consider you for marriage if you're giving off sex vibes? You know what I'm saying? Publicly on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? You're already disqualified for that position based on how you're carrying yourself before the interview even began. You know what I'm saying? So you can't, you, you don't want to choose temporary people for permanent positions. You got to have that destination in mind. Great like this job. is my goal. You know what I'm saying? And choose the right people that can handle that job that you're trying to fill. Definitely. So I think I, I do that. I think that's the dating and the vetting process. Um, I think I'd, I'd have to say that I just don't let go. Like I, I get attached really easily and then I fall in love, whatever. And then I really try to make the relationship work, even if it's not really a good fit, you know? And I, I think we've all probably been there. Oh, definitely. But I also think that be- this is what, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I, I think that's that. I think that's why we're all here too. Because once again, I think one of the things that you start realizing and stuff like that is that as you start realizing that your standards and your values have changed and things that you need to apply um, principles. And the one thing I'm always a firm believer in is principles. Principles do do make sense. Um, not not emotions, not feelings. Principles. There's a that you commit to the principles of things and you see the right outcome. I mean, it's a spiritual principle of everything. Sowing and reaping isn't a religious thing. It's a principle. You sow, guess what? You reap. So I think as we're starting to learn how to actually apply the principles that we all are, are all committed to being here for, I think we'll start seeing the kind of fruit that we want to see in our relationships. Yeah. I think that's the whole point behind why why they why they're doing this is that they help us really get those principles intertwined into our spirit, and that they we live them out on a daily basis in everything that we do, and all of a sudden we'll see the kind of relationships that we want to have because guess what? The principles are operating as they're supposed to. Period. Everybody should be love snobs. Everybody. But Jerry, (laughs) do your thing. Because it's about that time.
Yes, 1029. This is such a great conversation. Um, thank you for everyone who showed up. I totally dropped the ball today and forgot to put the ad out today. <laughs> so I, I did. I don't even know if you noticed Aziz, but I was like, I, I, I know today was Monday. I had no like time just went by so quickly. Um, but all our consistent people joined today and we even have some new people on the side. So I and on Facebook. So we truly appreciate that as well in your participation. Um, if you want to get to know us more, you can check out our, our website, loversgroupjourney.com. You can check out our bio. We have a media page, but we also have services. So if you know of anyone who's struggling within their relationships, who needs support, they can check out our relationship building page. We have accountable parenting. We have one-on-one -on -one sessions. We have couple and friend sessions. And we also have group sessions, which is a six, a six week session that will be sim similar to what we do today, but it's private. So it's not going to be on Facebook Live. Um, and basically, we're going to go through the core values and making sure that everyone has a solid foundation so that they can continue to build healthy and strong and equal relationships. Um, we truly appreciate you guys coming every week. This is what, week 20? 22. 22? 22. Crazy. Wow. <laughs> this week 22. Yeah. Um, so we're really grateful. Whoever didn't share this, please share it. This was... I know every day, every week, I'm like a broken record. Like, this is a great discussion. But sometimes, you know, I feel like if we, it's like I, we can't top the other discussion and then we do, you know what I mean? Like every discussion is a great discussion. We get so much feedback. Um, we have such great discussions here that it's really important to get this circulating. So anyway, share it um, if you haven't shared it already. If you did, thank you. And we'll see you guys next week. Definitely. Have All a right. good one. Thank, thank you. Have a great everybody. night. Bye. Bye, guys. All right.